So the Sacred Heart of Jesus came to save that which was lost. And so great was the fall of the human race that its restoration demanded the humility and humiliation of the Sacred Heart. We sunk into the abyss of pride, all of us. But Christ came down to earth in loneliness and in the abyss. He snatched man back. Captivam duxit captivitate. He led captive the captivity, meaning he brought back all of us with him as he ascended to heaven. So that's the reference of this past week. We celebrated the season of Ascension Tide, you know, this whole octave beginning from last, last Thursday until, uh, until Pentecost time. We celebrate this, this momentous time and sad moment, of course, that our Lord left the disciples, but to be united back to his Heavenly Father and also to usher in the coming of the Holy Ghost. So before our Lord became flesh and dwelt among us, pride had darkened in this world and corrupted the minds of nations, so much that people did not acknowledge humility as a virtue. We remember the ancient Romans who thought that humility was a sign of weakness, and so it was not regarded to be practiced. It was even laughed at when people were humbled at that time. So even after the people knew our Lord, after he came on this earth, and up to this time, People did not glorify him as God. Some of we see that. We maybe have relatives or friends that still do not acknowledge him as our Lord. So we became vain in our thoughts and our hearts, corrupted and dark, and our desires as well became sinful. Most of us desire uh, bad things instead of the good things that our Lord wants us. So thus, human flesh became corrupt. But with the example of the Sacred Heart, we can be effectively freed from these negative things. Our Lord in the Sacred Heart, who is wise and perfect, lowered himself into emptiness, confounding all of human pride and with all its false reasonings and pretenses. Pride, my dear faithful, will continue to be the source of all evils. But humility is the principle of all good things. Truth engenders humility, and charity gives humility its life and form. Truth and charity, a good device to, to look onto, and also the same that the Institute embraces. It's not just simply truth. If not, then you're like those people who like to make blogs and talk about the bad stuff and the true stuff, of course. But if you accompany it with charity, then the battle becomes easier to handle, right? That's what Canon Stein says. He says that he told someone, you know, uh, I'm not saying who. <laughs> he says, we're fighting the same battle. You've got to realize that. You know, you may win souls, but if you just simply strip it, you know, just of its charity, that's it, well, maybe it's, it's harder to accept. And, and then you also have the mentality, you start getting a mentality that is hardened. See, unfortunately, unfortunately, yes, everyone loves news. 
whether fake or new or, or real. <laughs> and the more we, we see that, the more, the more real it's uh, somehow, the way that it's delivered can really affect our, our way of life. You know, imagine, you have two children, let's make an experiment, two children, one, one and two here. You give this child, what, the Wall Street Journal. You give, you give the other child, I don't know, some, uh, some, good, uh, some good, good books on the saints, and also maybe the Osservatore Romano, the newspaper in the Vatican, but also other good uh, things, good wholesome things that updates that child too, the same way as the Wall Street Journal. I'm not saying the Wall Street Journal is bad, but it's kind of good comparison to the Tribune, you know. But I <laughs> you would, then you would probably see the fruits, you know, of, of, of giving that. But that's just a simple experiment that I don't think I would recommend to do for, for anyone. But you just see that, as, 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 this, as our dear canon said, you know, we're fighting the same battle. got to realize that. And we're on the same side. It's just that the tactics may be different. But the thing is, it is more wholesome to deliver God's love to you, to the people, with the charity that accompanies, really, that binds the truth so much and makes it so palatable for us to accept. Even the greatest sinners would convert, and that is something that we strive to do. Right? I hope that person is moved gradually so that he can do it in whatever way. You know, I hope that Kahnenstein's advice and, and any spiritual advice that he can give in the future will be very worthwhile for that person. And please pray for that, that man. Okay. So if we're humble, we then can conclude that we are a mere speck in the cosmos. So if we remember, if we are, if we are humble really, we're not going to be something. We're going to be nothing. Right, just like a little sand in the seashore. But a speck that God, so great that he made it, that he, remember, he knows us and he loves us, that he made us. So if we compare ourselves to God, of course we'll be nothing. We're like dust. Right? But of course among friends and among enemies, we think that we're better than each one. So let us try to always have the spirit of humility because it, is, it will help us to keep our place, all of us, you know, in the correct place. And with the correct place, there is the correct order. And the correct order, there will be lasting peace, right? Maybe temporary peace for now, but certainly in heaven, God willing, for everyone, a lasting peace, eternal peace, that is very, uh, how do you call it, uh, adorative to God, that gives adoration to God. Because we are nothing. And everything that we receive comes from God. So how dare we say that we are something because we are nothing. We only deceive ourselves if we do that. I'm qualified. I have all of these talents and all that. But they, if, if, you, you know, if, if you think of that, you know, our human nature, we have the powers of our soul. We have our bodily senses, right? our exterior senses, interior ones too the gifts of our mind, right? Some of us are very talented with numbers or with poetry or with art or with cooking. You know. This all came from God. 
Strip it out from yourselves, and we are nothing. Imagine, strip out all of your external senses. How can you, how can you move about? Imagine, you remove your intelligence. You remove your memory. You remove your desire to love God. What are you? We are nothing. And all of this came from God. We must realize that. And one day, or one second, it can all be taken away from us. We know that. We, we, we experience that sometimes. We might have had the misfortune of losing someone, or maybe even for ourselves, we, we are at a disadvantage because we, we broke our ankle, or we, and we saw that, when, and we realized how, how, how depriving it would be to, to, re, to have something removed from us. So we receive all of these from God, but for a reason, not to make us really. Of course, it makes us happy, it makes us nice and all that, but it is really a finality. These things that we receive are for a, an end, and that is for our salvation. And to use all of these good things for the glory of God. If we had made bad use of these gifts, my dear faithful, we are not only just nothing, but we are also ungrateful and squandering of God's gifts. In terms of the order of grace, so that's just human nature speaking, but in terms of grace that we receive spiritually, without grace, we possess nothing that can help us without, with our salvation. You know, we, we can do all the good things, you know, and they might be shadows of good works, but if they're not accompanied with our state of grace, what, what, what is the use of that? Right? What is the use of that? So remember, our virtues, our merits, all depend on God's grace, without which we could not even have begun and perfected. So through the cooperation of grace, we were able to acquire these good things. Also, we need to remember that one day, we will give a strict account of every grace, whether we accepted it, or whether we rejected it. Remember, God will be a good accountant and he will say, ask the angel, roll out the scroll and then he'll see all the opportunities. You know, the black means, oh, that's a grace that you've received. And then uh, a red one will be, well, maybe you didn't accept that or why. So it's like, give an account why. He's going to reconcile our accounts at the end. You know, I'm sorry about this base uh, image of our Lord, but I mean, it, maybe it will help us to realize that yes, at the end, there will be something there. There will be, there will be the devil, right? There will be Our Lady. You will be surrounded by 12 holy men. And in front is Jesus Christ. And all around you, all of us, defending, you know, I mean, you there in the middle, defending your kings. And every, everything will be presented. You have denied me this time, or... You have accepted this to render also the reputation, to render back the good or bad reputations that have been rendered here. It will be reoriented, restored up there or wherever the judgment place may be. So just remember, I hope it's not too scary, but I, it is something that is terrifying, fearful, but will give glory to everyone because that glory will be for God, right? It will glorify everyone. Everyone will worship our Lord and acknowledge Him as our Lord 
because of the greatness and his power, right? And that is at the end of time. So it's not our particular judgment, it's also our universal, our general judgment, which we unfortunately have to face, all of us. And if we remember ours, then we wouldn't be trying to judge other people, all right? So even myself, you know, I know that I have to be a judge for some of your souls, but that helps me to, to, to help me. You know, it's, it's one of the secondary fruits of confession. I'm not giving a secret out, but it also helps edify me and also my confidence. Not because we share, like, oh. <laughs> 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 no, but I mean, I mean, I mean, no, 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 that, I'll be excommunicated. No, no, I mean, you know, like, it's like, well, we don't say, oh, you know, that's, that's a good penance. No, but it means for us, for our soul, it's, it's good for our soul sometimes. Even though maybe the material might be bad, you know, the, the, the things that God helps us to remove that from us, but also to keep in ourselves, to make our confession better. You know, sometimes uh, it would help me to go to confession next time, you see. So it's a, it's a, a dual benefit, right? So this cooperation, as we say, we must, we will give a strict account. So let's try to accept all the graces that we can. You know, when we ask for it, we pray for it, right? We pray to our Lord, oh, please, Lord, let me win the lotto. Um, but also maybe uh, give me the grace of patience you know give me the grace of uh, being more patient you know so if we pray for it let's accept it too right don't, don't just pray for it and say well okay think that it's going to be automatic but uh, accept it and see it you see when you accept the grace sometimes it comes from a correction or it comes from an inspiration from, from a fellow person or even from just simply in your prayer right you receive that so always accept that please because this, is, this will help us to become more fully human, you know, instead of being beasts. You know, usually you see that. Beasts are everywhere, walking in our streets, looking very nice, going to, the, going to workplace or to school. The beasts are out there, but the thing is, we're all beasts, but we can be human beings, human Christian beings, right, that are uh, lovely in the sight of God, right, and saints will intercede for us. So let's humbly compare our state with that of the great saints. See, instead of comparing ourselves to, to them or to, to, to ourselves, let us compare ourselves to how we could be, just like how the great saints could be. They are, uh, there, are there are so many, and maybe there are some that are our favorite, right? and maybe they will help us become even greater. One in particular that Monsignor Vaughn uh, spoke to us about was St. Louis Gonzaga how great uh, of a saint he was and how I will pray to him even more because of, of his great life and the great examples he led. So with their help and intercession, let us ponder the number and the magnitude of the spiritual debt we have contracted. We have contracted a lot of debt, you know, that even uh, we might even declare bankruptcy. But by the neglect or the ill use of our gifts of God, in addition to our nothingness and our powerlessness, you know, we have contracted this. So let us try to, to always be devout, just like Our Lady said, to go to confession, to receive Holy Communion around the same time, to meditate on the mysteries of the Rosary or to listen to a sermon like this, and also to pray the Holy Rosary together, right? 
that is something that is very beneficial. And I think our, if Our Lady of Fatima says it, I think she's serious about it, especially uh, of the nature, right, uh, of its impending nature, and also how the world is falling apart, as you know that. And it's not just simply something that happened 100 years ago, you know, it is something that is, that is for now. And uh, I'm surprised too, and maybe I shouldn't be surprised, how many more preachers and how many more priests are speaking about this? Especially now as we, as we draw closer to, to all wars, you know, to prevent war, Monsignor Bach said and other, other good people said, you know, we must be penitential. We must start our consecration with ourselves. See, all penance is something that we need to do. So in the meditation of our heart, in the presence of the great sacred heart, let us see and examine our manifold miseries, offenses and sins. But let us not complain and think of ourselves better than others. We are but one drop of water compared to all the oceans of this world. And what are we in comparison to all the angels to, and the company of the blessed saints? So, dear faithful, what have you for which you should not humble yourself? Let us not try to blush, but simply acknowledge, simply, with all simplicity, that we are, we are misled by pride and risk to fall away and perish. So let us honor and glory our God alone. He alone is truly and exceedingly worthy to receive power, benediction, praise, supreme worship forever and ever. If we do see perfections in creatures, they are a mere shadow of God's own perfection, absolute and infinite. So the knowledge of God and the knowledge of our own self reveals much truth and would really humble us because the more we try to know about our faith and, and the science, the more we feel that we are nothing. So however knowledge you know, of this nothingness does not suffice nor is virtuous. It, it's in our affection of humility that will make us, make it a virtue on us. So the virtue of humility, okay, does not consist in humiliation, but rather in the love of humiliation. Don't say, oh, I have to be humble. You know, I have to kneel down and, and show everyone that I'm humble. No, you must love it because it will help save your soul, right? So try to be humble in the way you speak, right? In the way you act. And also the way that you pray, you know, don't, don't say, I'm just going to pray because it makes me feel good. No, L love the way, uh, love the humility because this will help save your soul. There is no virtue unless there be affection, meaning, so a virtue, you know, an act cannot be virtuous unless there is an act of the will, right? And I say that because normally the heart is where we, our will is, right? We want something or we don't want something. So the will helps us to make a, a virtue, vir, uh, an act virtuous, right? Uh, you know, just doing something out of habits or something out of a reaction is not meritorious or condemned, right? Uh, so we must remember 
that it was it always has to be an act of the will. That's why when you're forced to do something, it's less grave than doing it completely and out of malice, right? Sometimes you even add to the sin, right, by saying, "Oh no, I just want it as an act of revenge." You know, well, that's that's really bad. Okay, so try not to do that. <laughs> no, no grudges, please, because I know a lot of people are. And I know, I know, uh, my family culturally we are a little bit grudge, uh, grudging. But that is something that is uh, a weakness of mine. I need to overcome. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to. I don't want to show off my weaknesses. But I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I need to work on that. So let us be careful, because there are those who humble themselves, who are humbled by others, but yet are not humble. So there, those who humble themselves, but really are not humble, or they're humble by others. And say, oh yeah, okay. But they're not themselves humble because sometimes they give outwardly signs of humility, but then the heart is full of pride. See, that is something that we cannot do. You know, um, our prior general always said, always be, you know, be what you are, and don't appear to be something that you are not. You know, it's better in French, but it's just two it's two verbs it's two verbs yeah. sounds better and poetic but I mean yeah don't, uh, if you understand be you know just be simply be and do do what what you are what you're asked to do right not to do uh, to be to appear to be that you're not you know like Hollywood another canon told me very very good uh, conversation we had canon uh, canon Cogshell so he said yeah you know, don't, you know, in simple, you know, when we practice simplicity, you know, everyone says, oh, let's have a, let's just have a simple meal, you know, like, uh, okay, no, you know, just salad, that's it, you know, water, no, no wine, you know, or, you know, cookie for dessert, you know, that, that's lazy, that's not simple, <laughs> it's lazy, it's lazy, you know, especially, Especially if you're going to welcome a, a guest, right? Imagine you welcome many of you. have say, hey, come over, you know, have something. And usually, of course, maybe you're chumming with them and say, okay, let's just, you know, it's a spontaneous thing, fine. But I mean, if it's a guest of honor that you honor, just like Jesus Christ would would do, just like how Benedictine monks welcome all of you. If you were to go to any of their monasteries, they treat you like Jesus Christ, as according to their rule. You know, it's not something fake. So. Um, what would, what would be good? You know, you, you make sure that, that you, you have a decent, you know, arrangement. The table is set and you offer something that they like. And, uh, yeah, and you give them a chair that's not broken. <laughs> uh, no, well, I'm not. It's just, that's simplicity. To be simplicity is to render maybe an honor to those who need uh, because of their rank, right? And I'm not saying, well, me because I'm a priest and all that. No, of course. There might be a certain measure, but that's being simple. You know, to treat everyone the same, to give them all the same quality, you know, the same r type of rendering, that's not simplicity, that's being complicated. I hope that's kind of understandable. It's not the Hollywood simplicity that we're talking about, like rolling the red carpet for everyone, all of these uh, people who are, uh, I'm sorry, immoral and all that, and they buy $10,000 dresses and suits, appear on the 
Hollywood way and they speak whatever language they speak, but yet look so elegant. You know, that's not being simplicity. That's being fake. That's being not simplicity. And then they all come in and say, oh, how, look how beautiful I am. The cameras will say my, my dress is the best, right? Or my, my, my appearance, oh, the couple, you know, that we're together, it was, oh, look at that, that's gonna make the headlines, not, not that person there. So it's a way of, it's, that's not the simplicity that, that we should be ingrained in. The simplicity is to be really simplicity of heart, you know, and to render what is rendering for other people, right? We render good things to other people, just like how we would render if Jesus Christ came, right? Imagine if Jesus Christ came to our door and said, oh, I need a meal. Uh, would you have something for me to eat? What would you do? You know, because of, his, because of how he is, or how, what he is, or who he is, we would give the best that we can, right? Even give our best bed, right? Usually that's what a lot of people do. Families give even the master bedroom, right, for, for our guests, okay? I'm not saying that you do have to do that, but I mean, yes, for our Lord, we would do, right? And according also to, um, to people who maybe are closer to God, you know, you give a, if a religious were want to, to stay with you, yes, you might want to offer them a good meal because you know you don't know if they they might have had a they might have had a bad meal for many days, you know, you just don't know. So just be simple and don't say, oh, I'm lazy, you know, here have a beer, here's a fridge, go ahead, <laughs> good night, <laughs> I'll see you in the morning. No, no, that's not that's not being humble. See, that's not. It, it, it is not Christian, I'm sorry. It is not Christian. Where was I? <laughs> I keep missing, I keep messing up on it. This is my first time I didn't type my copies, that's why I said Kind of hard, my right? <laughs> I hope I, oh, it's, okay, we still have some more time. So I'm, I, I don't want to keep it longer, right? We're almost. Almost there. So in order that humility be genuine and virtuous, let us look to Christ's sacred heart because our humility must receive its life and form from charity, who is God himself. Humility then is that supernatural affection which inclines and moves us that we tend to our proper place, okay? Just like what I spoke before. That we give God the things which belong to God. And of course, by extension to other people according to what um, they are in, 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 in place. Thanksgiving, we give God thanksgiving, honor, glory, and its attributes to us, you know, then for us. It attributes to us nothingness and unworthiness of every kind. If you remember a story which I, I was reminded of again during my retreat, St. Vincent de Paul, St. Vincent de Paul, I think, asked the grace by our Lord, Oh, can I see the state of my soul? <laughs> he, was so, he was so affected by it that he, uh, he didn't want to do it, you know. That was something I think maybe we shouldn't do. <laughs> Might kill us, you know, so. Uh, but imagine even, even a great St. Vincent de Paul, huh? a contemporary of, of uh, you know, is it contemporary of St. Francis de Sales? Is it around the same time? Around the same time, the Vincentians, uh, and also the Daughters of, Chari Daughters of Charity. Sorry, not the Vincentians, the Daughters of Charity, I mean. Um, 
Imagine he even asked to see it. So just like St. Vincent de Paul's reaction to his own state, terrible, is that place which we deserve. Look at the vision of hell offered by Our Lady of Fatima to the three children. And how they were affected by that. And look, they are now, uh, and Francisco, right? Uh, Blessed Francisco and uh, Blessed Jacinta, right? So, uh, just recently. Let us not remain sad. Oh, canonization, right? Canonization, sorry. Canonization, right? Sorry, I keep using blessed. Let us not remain sad, however, with doom and gloom, as sometimes I might do. But look to the sacred heart of Jesus that consoles us and exalts us. Christ became man, bled for us all, and assigned us to a better and more honorable place. That honorable place with the sacred heart. We find this loving heart as an infant in the manger, exiled in Egypt, hidden at Nazareth, suffering in public, occupying the last place, and dying on the cross for us. This sacred heart pierced for love of us. In order to combat pride, attach ourselves more to his sacred heart. Because pride is hateful to God and men, produces sin, corrupts virtue, erases merits, piles up punishment, despises the sacred heart, and follows the footsteps of the devil. But humility, my dear faithful, favors with God and men. Uh, because God resists the proud and God gives grace to the meek and humble of heart. Only to them. He doesn't give it to Hollywood actors. Well, unless they're good and faithful Catholics, but normally good and faithful Catholic wouldn't be in Hollywood. <laughs> My opinion. Well, I'm sorry being biased about this image, but being in California, I see that sometimes. You know, see them walking around like, oh my. I was like, well, okay. It's just another person, right? You get to pray for Humility is the first of virtues. Indeed, it is the first of virtues. So instead of praying, oh, I want to pray for long-suffering, I want to pray for patience, maybe have humility. Then those things that you could pray for, will, 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 you'll see it. You'll see the good effects. So be humble about that because that will help you because we cannot acquire others without it. We cannot acquire others without it. It fortifies our other virtues and conserves them helps them keep, keep in ourselves. Humility makes man truly generous and helps conquer our ego and ourself. Me, myself, and I. I remember that song. I like that song, the country song. Uh, I want to talk about me. I want to talk about I. I want to talk about number one. Or I forgot about that. Very, I like that song. But of course, I, I didn't know that it was about pride. So, <laughs> humble persons have an enlarged heart. You know, I know some of you might really have a physically enlarged heart, and it's not good. But we must dilate our heart. <laughs> we must dilate our heart, okay? Just and so that it can overcome difficulties that the prideful have difficulty in solving. You know, scientists even still don't, don't uh, can't figure it out. You know, they think that oh, because photosynthesis all this happened and we become smarter because of photosynthesis photosynthesis right you know the uh, what is that catalyst to um, convert stuff into energy or some, something higher to lower 
uh, things to, to help us and also to give uh, oxygen now, right? So it's because of photosynthesis that we have to be thankful that we're smart and we're human beings. How prideful it is to say it's not the other way around where we thank God for allowing this mechanism to happen to allow us to have vegetation and everything on this earth, right? They say, oh no, it's, it's developed for millions of years, this mechanism of photosynthesis and glycolysis that, that, it, it, that caused us to be superior over all of the animals. No, that's how dare we, that's NPR saying all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and it, uh, I heard that yesterday, so I was, uh, we were driving, driving back to St. Louis, uh, here from St. Louis, and I don't know why Ken and Todd put NPR. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was right. Yeah. Sorry, I I got a little bit angry, but uh, yeah, I know I shouldn't be angry. But I said, no, it's not. That's not the way it works. Even yeah, even I think I think even children would would see that that it's not because of photosynthesis that makes us smart. Yes, it helps us. It helps the world, but it's not just because of that, right? Right? I hope. Okay. Now to complete this, because I know we have to leave soon. So it, the humble marches with joy and inspires courage and allows us to perform great deeds because the humble of hearts put aside himself and relies completely upon God. Empty vessels ready to be filled with God and not like vessels so full of ourselves with gunk and stuff that cannot be filled. You know, imagine you have a nice earth vessel that God has fashioned that's us. And we need, it needs to be nice and clean and empty, right? So that we can be full of God instead of full of ourselves, right? With all of the things that are icky and all grimy. The humble one exchanges his own strength and puts on the strength of God, right? With the grace. With grace. And whom he can do all things. You know, it is through God's strength. The humble is an object of terror to the very demons. So imagine, if you see there's affliction everywhere about the trials that you see, the temptations. Be humble and the devil will hate you because he will go away. You know, that is some, something to think about, right? Also to have your sacramentals with you. Okay, that, will, that will help uh, defend yourself against attacks. Humility is such a strong virtue for it doesn't shake us by sayings or doings of others. Right? Sometimes they think, oh, I think, I think you should have uh, said this or that, you know, and you're like, oh, okay. But try to try to practice that because it helps us to be even in our in our uh, conversations with others and receive it. But we don't get, you know, we don't get cast down by our own faults and miseries. This will help us to not be discouraged. Sometimes we we do that, you know. But but if you desire to be with to be united. With a sacred heart, you must not follow simply nature, but the way of grace. Act and make decisions, not based on human, uh, on natural feelings or whims, but according to divine love, so that we may imitate the sacred heart even more. Imagine, we can enjoy what the saints have enjoyed, and so pray and meditate and ask for the powerful help of grace, and embrace humility with our mind and heart so that all our actions exudes humility 
in thoughts, words, and deeds. And let us conclude by saying, by repeating our Lord's words, learn of me that I am meek and humble of heart. Amen. In the name of the Father, and Son, Holy Ghost. Amen. Let us pray. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, it is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus. Most sacred heart of Jesus. Most sacred heart of Jesus. Immaculate heart of Mary. Saint Joseph. St. Francis de Sales, St. Thomas Aquinas, St. Benedict, St. Therese of the Child Jesus, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.